This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Excited to do this show because I'm a winner. It's always easy to do the shows when you come off a fucking weekend like I did. Hopefully you tailed, boys, because um we gon' done did it. We had a really, really good weekend. You know what? And we'll get to the betting breakdown stuff. It's not as profitable as I thought it was because I've been trying to do a little bit different of a betting strategy, but uh still a plus number is what I want to see. I beat Kenneth Florian, which is very tough to do because he is one of the best analysis, fight breakdowns, fight predictors there are. I don't give a fuck what you say, what you heard. He is. And, um, yeah, so good weekend all around. First weekend since my Bengals lost the Super Bowl. Not ready to talk about it. Talked about it a little bit on an Anakin Florian podcast because John was pulling for me. But, uh, yeah, not ready to talk about it just yet. Still a little, still a little sore. Okay, speaking of sore, arm a little sore, finally nutted up and went and got my tattoo colored. And if you are now just listening, I would I am working towards a full sleeve tattoo. I have a lower sleeve and I have a tiger. I have uh, four flowers. I uh, been putting off getting the, the it colored in because the last time I went back in September, I got hammered and that fucking elbow i got my elbow done and oh my god i have nightmares about it it is it was roof roof stoof so i've been putting it off i mean some things did pop up my tattoo artist had to cancel once but really it was like okay i'm putting this off because i i I have a little bit of ptsd don't want to fucking get that hammer pin again even though the color was nowhere near my elbow however went back on friday he squeezed me in Got everything colored but the big flower. Ran out of time. We were chatting up a little bit. The tiger took longer. But the tiger and the three blossoms, cherry blossoms, are colored. I got the peony. Still need to be done. That's going to be March 11th. He squeezed me in. That should be about another hour session. And then he's going to touch up some of the background. And then the lower sleeve, half, half sleeve, is complete. And then I got to worry about what I'm putting on the top. Kicking around some ideas. If you have some ideas... Japanese flavor style because I'm getting a Japanese sleeve. Uh, hit me up. I don't know. I don't want a koi fish. And uh, what's the other one that everyone has? Japanese. There's a koi fish and there's something else. Dragon maybe. I don't want a dragon. And I don't want the the bird. They have a bird. Whatever the bird is. Dragon bird and koi fish are out. You know. I'm thinking. You know. I'm, I'm thinking uh, something else here. So, but if you have any other ideas, if you're a tattoo guy or gal. Shoot me a DM and tell me what uh, what you think. But it looks fucking sick. I thought it looked cool without the color. You know, it's just basically an outline with background. And then when he put the color in me, this tiger looks fucking sick. And then the cherry blossoms are amazing. When he gets the, the big flower done and the whole thing's complete, it's going to look fucking bonkers. I can't wait. If you follow me on social media, I believe I posted a picture. So you kind of have an idea what I'm talking about. If you don't follow me on social media, what is you doing? MMA Takes Podcast on IG, on Twitter. I'm more heavy on Twitter, but follow me on both. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I haven't been posting too much. I'm not recording this. This is old school um, video and things. I'm not on video today because uh, I need a cord 
it, technical jargon, technical talk, you know, plug your ears if you if you don't like this mumbo jumbo. I need a cord to run to my because uh, everything's done via a Cal Digit uh, USB hub. So I need to uh, get a certain cord for that for it to look a little better. Uh, that's getting delivered tomorrow, so I couldn't record. I was going to put the podcast off until tomorrow, but I think wifey has to work, and uh, I want to get the recap out. I want to get UFC Walker Hill recap because I did so well. I have an ego, and I need to talk about how good I am. Uh, one final little before we get to the fights, because I think the, the card obviously lean on paper. I enjoyed myself because I won, and there were some shining moments. I think for some guys there were some also some moments. We'll get to all that. We'll get to, we'll get to all the goosey, juicy stuff. Right before I hopped on, though, this is this isn't one I was going to talk about. Bryce Mitchell apparently is on the Arrow Hawani show, or was on the Hawani show, and he went nuts. So I wish I could comment on that. I I tried to find a YouTube video of it. I guess I mean Arrow Hawani runs a fucking six hour show, so uh, I don't know if he's posted it yet. But apparently Bryce Mitchell's saying some shit. And everyone's like, if, imagine if you're a Bryce Mitchell fan, LOL, on, on Twitter. So unless he dropped like a hard end, right, which I, I don't think he would, but I hope he does it because that's that's inexcusable. Um, obviously, it's probably something about his political beliefs, maybe. I hope it's not racist. I hope he's not a stereotypical Southerner with, with some of that race shit. Um, but I, I got, I'm going to wait to... Uh, I see my judgment to to see what he said or hear what he said or whatever. So we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. But a little little news here. Uh, I hand built my desk. My desk that I have this on, I hand built it, believe it or not. I could, before I moved in here, I could barely fucking hang up a shelf, right? But I decided to find some easy plans on, on YouTube and I built this desk, used some piping for the legs it's been a fucking workhorse for me. It's been amazing. I'm super proud of what I did because, like I said, I'm not a handy guy whatsoever. Um, however, I have outgrown my space. I have outgrown th- this table. My ba- I'm getting older, right? My back's a little whatever. I need to get a new chair. I need to get a new everything. So we're not. I'm not getting rid of the desk. We'll use it. We'll repurpose it for something else. But I did order a, a new desk, a standing desk. I'm going to be one of those fucking guys. Been doing a lot of research for the past like two, three weeks and uh, finally went with, uh, I finally chose a company, uh, American Made out of Denver. Shout out Christian. Uh, there was a ton of different options and real wood. I mean, you're looking at two grand. I mean, fuck off, right? So I went with a mojodesk.com. Shout out mojodesk.com. Or shout out mojodesk. I mean, go to mojodesk.com. Um, but they, uh, they, uh, hooked me up with a, with a sweet one. Obviously I paid for it, but, uh, yeah, I did a lot of research and, and the one complaint I have is I talk with my hands a lot. Okay. I'm a big, thick dude. I got polar bear hands and I, you know, I'm pounding and I'm fucking, I'm animated. Right. And a lot of these desks were very wobbly and I can't have the camera, the mic, whatever wobbling. Okay. Can't have it wobbling. Just can't have that. Uh, and a lot of the desks that, that were in competition with mojo wobble mojo tank built like a fucking tank it's gonna take like five or six days i think for the from them to make the top then it's gonna be like another four from the ship out to me obviously i'll take pictures and everything like that but just outgrew this baby right i want to give to my stepdad he is afraid of change he has his computer set up he's got a fucking five thousand dollar mac on a desk that he bought at big lots 25 years ago and he won't upgrade and I said, let me give you my desk. I made it. Your son made it. <clears throat> it's perfect for your space. No, no, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it. I don't need to sell it. 
I'm not going to sell it. We're going to use it if we have more family over. This could be a nice little dining desk. I mean, I think that's what it actually was built for. But take the desk, man. You you need it. You need it. He's a fucking idiot. He doesn't listen to this. I hope he does. Maybe I'll clip that and send it to him. He's a fucking idiot. Right? He's impossible. He's an impossible man. And it almost seems like impossible what I did this weekend with my predictions. We'll get to the recap here. We'll go gambling recap first. Let me get my trusty notebook here. Back-to-back weeks of up units, which is good. Wow, I started way back. Why did I fuck that up so much? So I was 1.2 units last week, and I'm 2.36 units this week. Slime ball hit again, baby. Slime ball hit again. We'll be back at some point in time, but man, Brian Petrie fucking bringing it the last couple weeks here. Yeah, John. Brian Petrie is bringing it the last couple weeks. 3-1 on the year of the slime ball parlay. We had Jamal Hill. We had Parker Porter. We had Kyle Dawkins. 75 bucks at plus 171. Nailed that. We had um, David Onama straight up. Hit it. David Onama by KO. Hit it. We had Jim Miller straight up. Hit it. Underdog lock, baby. We had uh, Rose Clark by decision. She shit the bet. We had Parker Porter by KO. He shit the bet. We had Jim Miller by sub. He didn't shit the bed. Uh, I wish he would have clubbed the sub, but super impressive by Jim Miller getting that knockout. Uh, maybe should have... Um, did like a double chance thing because I, I I could have seen Jim Miller knocking him out as well. And then we had Kyle Dawkins by sub. It was a FanDuel boost. It was sub by KO plus 220 or 200. Uh, $50, $50 maximum. Hit that as well. So we're plus 2.36 units on the night. And, uh, you know, I'm in a competition with Kenny Florian, one of the goats of this game, one of the OGs of this game. Uh, we picked four fights. We picked uh, Buckley Hassan. We picked Miller. We picked Kyle Dawkins and Jamal Hill. Got every single fight right. The only fight Kenny got wrong was Moda. He took Moda over Miller. I took Miller as an underdog play there. I can't go all chalk. I got to give a dog out there. And I thought Miller matched up well with Moda. Uh, nailed that. I predicted Buckley to go to the decision. I should have bet it. It was on my It was on my book. I wrote down my props, right? And money went elsewhere. Money went to Onama. I started getting really confident David Onama. So I get really confident in him finishing. And I left Buckley by decision off the books. Because, I mean, even though I was confident, I wasn't, like, as confident as I was in my moral lock, David Onama. And Buckley by decision was, like, plus 450 on some books. So that would have been nice to hit that. He won by split. A lot of people were disagreeing with it. Fuck off. I had Miller by sub. But I did have Miller by finish. Got that right. Uh, We didn't pick the Parker Porter fight. I had Kyle Dawkins by decision. Or excuse me, by submission, that happened, and I had Jamal Hill by first round KO, and that obviously happened. Dawkins, I hit, I bet, and then Jamal Hill, I had a bet with Timbo, twenty bucks. He texted me, I think I brought this up. He had, he wanted Johnny Walker. He had Johnny Walker by knockout at plus three hundred because my my guy throws darts, and it's good value. Johnny Walker's a power guy, you know. He he could knock out Jamal Hill, and I just thought it was bananas because I was all over Jamal Hill. So we had a nice little bet. If Johnny Walker would have knocked out Jamal Hill, I paid Timbo sixty. Jamal Hill knocks him out, 20 bucks. So that 20 he sent me is sitting in my cash app right now. Oh, gorgeous. I think when I'm on top of the wife tonight, I'm going to be fucking just, you know, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. I'm just staring at the cash app, 20 bucks from Timbo, because I'm right. The ego. I need to be the ego. Uh, great week. Great week. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the board really well. I'm finding the right rhythm. Rhythm? 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 
Still got marbles in my mouth, so I'm, I'm not. I haven't changed all that much. Um, but I am seeing the board really well. I feel like I'm, I'm going to have a good weekend this weekend with the card coming up. I picked four fights on the Anakin Florian podcast. Go over there and check those out. My pick them will be later up this week, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, like normal, we'll be on video. I'll get the cord. We'll get it. You'll see my muscles. I'll show the tattoo. I'll flex for you. If you know, if if you pay, you, you you know, cash out me five bucks, maybe I'll take the shirt off. You know what I mean? For the ladies, there's no ladies that listen. It would be it would be for the dudes. Um, but no, I've seen the board well. I, I've changed up before we get to the full recap. I changed up my uh, batting strategy a little bit. I used to go, so I started. You know, I took money out to buy the camera, so I started very low, and I don't like to put money in until I need to until I lose. So I started with a very low margin. So I had to kind of piece them out and maybe do small units here and there. My units are $100. So I haven't been doing full units because I needed to spread it out. Well, now my bankroll is getting fat. So now I can go back to doing my full units here, full units there. But I'm having luck with doing like $70 to $5 here or, you know, $25 there or whatever. Like, you know, and, and a lot of my bets are 75 bucks. So I've been cutting my units a little bit down. But, you know, now that I got my bankroll nice and fat, thicky thick, I think I'm going back up to 100 and I'm going to start doing unit bets as opposed to $75. But, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to manage your bankroll. And obviously, every, we all have different techniques. We all have different betting styles. A lot of people like putting a little down on, on wild parlays and they hit and then they, they're up 1500 bucks, which is great. I'm never that lucky. I don't feel like I feel like my early reads are good. Um, so I usually stick with that. And uh, and I think I'm going to just start upping them a little bit. I think the beginning of this year before I took a, a bath in the first couple cards in January and then I withdrew money at the end of the year to pay for Christmas gifts and this camera, I was going to up my units to 200 bucks. That's still the goal probably by spring. Because my units are fat right now. Fat, my, 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 I mean, my bankroll is fat right now. Um, so after this weekend, obviously, I think I'm going to have a winning weekend again. I feel sharp. I feel sharp as fuck. Uh, we might, but, uh, but, I, but I've been doing a little different. I've been, I've been spreading the board out as opposed to focusing all on the slime ball on this. And I'm hitting props. I really wasn't hitting props last year. That was kind of what hung me up. I went three for three on my locks, which is great. Hit my syndrome, hit my dog, hit my mortal lock. If you bet all those by... Um, you know, if you follow my locks, you bet all those. I would, I should probably have the plus, what the plus would have been. But I'm too fucking lazy. Maybe we'll we'll work on that. But good card overall. I mean, entertaining fights. Some fights were left to be desired, but I really think there was. This is a card of young people coming out, young fighters getting kind of a name. With nine and three on my picks, I already said I went three for three on my locks. My sentiment was Jamal Hill. My dog was Jim Miller, and my mortal was uh, David Onama. That was my ego pick. A lot of people. Like Benitez was the dog. They thought they had value. I saw some. I predicted it. I saw some cappers going. Benitez still had the value. It's like okay, that's fine, but you lost, dude. Like value's good, but let's win, right? Fuck value when you can get some dubs. You know what I mean? I don't think value plays in there unless you're looking at like plus three hundred and above, maybe even plus two fifty. Um, but when you're like a plus 116 or 130 or whatever Benitez was, I mean, there's not that much value there, especially when he was outmatched by Onama. He landed a good shot on Onama, bust his eye, looked horrible. But Onama's a young fucking killer, and Benitez has been finished, and he's an old vet. He's 22 and 10. I, I'm not really sure what people saw him. Anyway, Jamal Hill, Johnny Walker, main event. Johnny Walker gets a one, and the only reason he got a one was because the way he got knocked out is very, very funny. The memes and everything I've been seeing on Twitter have been beautiful. MMA Twitter does it again. 
Uh, love it. Love, love the Johnny Walker means. A lot of conspiracy theories think that he took a dive. No. And I'll tell you why. Go look at Johnny uh, Walker outside the UFC. He fought at heavyweight, I think. I forget who he fought. He got like knocked out like six times in that fight. And that's what he does. He gets hit and his legs go before anything. And that's what happened on Saturday night. Jamal Hill hit him with a beautiful right hand, switched to orthodox. Johnny Walker didn't recognize it, throws a right hand, right hand from Jamal Hill right in the temple, and fucking Johnny Walker's toes went to the ceiling, and he went back. His mind was kind of there. His mind was trying to fight it, but his body's like, nah. And that's happened a lot in Johnny Walker's fights. That was a clean, clean knockout. But he gets a one for that. Jamal Hill only gets a, a three. And I don't know why only a three. Again, I fill these out Saturday night. Should have been at least a four. I'm high on Jamal Hill. I, do, I, I don't dislike him. I like him a lot. I like his confidence. Him and his son look fucking fly as fuck. They look cool. That was dope that they both had matching, like not matching suits, but coordinated suits. He brought his son on the, the post-fight show, the press conference. That was really fucking cool to see. I love that shit. Uh, and I like Jamal Hill a lot. I think he's a talented guy at this division. Should have maybe gave him a 10 star because he won me that Timbo bet, but uh, he only got a three. And I guess the reasoning is 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 easy is, is um he didn't look great coming out. I guess he had a switch, but he did make a good switch. I, I you know again I'm not going to switch my rating. This is Brian from Saturday night. He gave him a three. He's a three, but I do think he's a player in this division. Volkan Ozmir is calling him out, which I think Volkan Ozmir gets fucking slapped by Jamal Hill. I think anyone in that division, not named Ankaliyev and not named you know. Man, let me look at the division, who he should fight. But Magomed Van Kaliyev is probably the next guy up, right? Yuri Prohaska, excuse me. But anybody else really standing with this guy, besides those two, and maybe some guys I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head, it's going to be problems. Like, Jamal Hill has real real deal power, and he's built so funny. It's weird. Like, he's long and not muscly and kind of got a gut a little bit, right? And, uh, you know, kind of sits back a little bit, has a weird style, chin up in the air a little bit. But, man... He fucking has power. He slept Jimmy Crew one punch, Donnie Walker one punch. You know, he's knocked out uh, um, Kilson Abreu with some knees. TKO'd over in St. Bruce. Like, the kid's a finisher. The kid's really good. A lot of question marks on this game. How's his ground game? Paul Craig took his fucking arm home with him, snapped his elbow. Obviously, there's, you know, he's there's some things for him to work on. I like his confidence. I like the switch up from, because he said I, I wasn't landing like I wanted to, and the kicks were set up for him in Southpaw, so I switched to Orthodox. I think more fighters need to do that. They need to be able to switch, and uh, Jamal Hill's a f- smart, cerebral fighter, and, and I'm looking forward to him at 205 moving forward. A lot of guys from the fight, and, and, and obviously the big question mark would just be his ground game, right? Is he ready for a guy like Glover or Jan? And, you know, I'm putting, and obviously I'm putting Jan up there, you know, not passing Kalai for Yuri because I think those guys are better than Jan. But Jan's a guy that's going to come out there. He's fucking huge, first off, for 205. And he's going to want to take you down. And he's, and he's heavy on top. Can Jamal Hill handle that? Jamal Hill can knock Jan out. Jan's got a good chin, but he, he, he could catch him. But, it, but could he could he withstand the pressure of Glover Teixeira? You know, Glover Teixeira is taking everyone down. And he's so heavy on top. Is he ready for that? Probably not. But he could be in a few years. And he matches up really well if Yuri beats Glover. He matches up better with Yuri than he does Glover. He matches up better with Ankaliath than he does, uh, you know, Jan, right? It's going to be how the matchups fall for him. But three stars, maybe a little light. <clears throat> Fuck me. All right, next up, Kyle Dawkins or Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett, it's a one. I'm sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. I, you know, I, I, I he tapped one second left. 
And I was like, how, you know, and I had called Dawkins by submission, right? So I, I, I was happy, right? I won the fight. But I'm like, how did he tap with one second left? Did he not know? He said very honestly, I think it was a Twitter post, Instagram, whatever, social media post. He said that his tongue was caught between his teeth. And he felt like he was going to bite his tongue off, which it's happened to Jim Miller in the Nate Diaz fight as well. That happens sometimes. Listen, I tap and my tongue's getting bit, almost getting bit off as well, second left or not. Kyle Dawkins was in full control of that fight, was the bigger, stronger guy, felt like in a clinch. I think Jamie Pickett wasn't expecting that. Kyle took him down with relatively ease. Uh, Kyle made this a complete grappling match, which is what he should have done. They didn't really strike for much uh, on the feet. Kyle's very patient, very patient, took him down and really looked for submissions. There was a couple times Jamie was working to his feet where I thought maybe there was a neck. Kyle didn't rush anything, let him back up, took the legs, took him back down. Very cerebral fight by Dawkins. I like Kyle Dawkins. I think he's a, he's a good striker. He gets a three. Again, didn't go crazy for Dawkins, even though he won me money. Um, but he gets a three. I think he, it, it, you know, he could be a player at 185. He really can be. He's going to run into guys like a Brandon Allen or someone that's very efficient on the ground. He's going to run into somebody that he can't take down and control. He'll have some problems. He's had some duds in the UFC. But I think he's getting better. I think his striking is better than than advertised. And I'm not saying the ceiling is championship for this guy just yet. He is he is out of that Philly gym. He's young. But, uh, you know, he could be a player. You know, he could be flirting with top 10 uh, and, and see how the matchups go for him. Um, but, you know, I'm, I like Kyle Dawkins. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Parker Porter. Parker Porterhouse Porter, baby. Uh, versus Alan Bodolt. Uh, this fight kind of stunk for me, you know. I like Parker Porter. Um, you know, he's a guy that exceeds expectations with his build and, you know, his body hair and his probably his odor. You know, he probably stinks like shit. Um, and Bodeau's just the, the worst fighter on the OC roster. He's just not good. And he gave Parker Porter all that he could handle. Parker Porter walked into like six uppercuts and wanted to get the fight to the ground. You know, got to fight to the ground in the third round, which I think won him that round. It was 29 28. But when you're dropping rounds to Alan Bodeau and you're Parker Porter, you didn't really show that you had great power. You do have good cardio, even though you slowed down a little bit because you were grappling a lot. But you proved to be heavy on top. But when people stop your takedown, uh, you're going to be in trouble at heavyweight because you don't have any knockout power. You're a little on the shorter end and your striking is not that good. So if you're fighting Parker Porter in the near future, work your takedown game, work your get up game because you know, he's heavy on top. He's got big old tree trunk legs and he's going to lay on top of you. But uh, I think there's a lot of paths to be Parker Porter. He's a, he's a fan favorite. People love him just because kind of the way he looks, looks like your average guy. So let's root for him. But, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about him. He won me my parlay. You know, he was in my parlay. So respect to Parker Porter for eking that one out. But I was very nervous watching that fight because I could easily see how Badoke could have won that third round. It was 1-1 going to the third. And then he gave up that takedown. Jim fucking Miller versus Nicholas Moda. Jim Miller, baby. I mean, Jim Miller's a 10-star guy. 10-star fighter. 5-star performance. Jim Miller. Nicholas Moda gets a 2. Listen, I'm not going to shit on Nicholas Moda. Came out there with the wrong game plan, in my opinion. He clipped Jim Miller and uh, put Jim Miller down. Well, no, he didn't put him down. He, He stumbled him. And I don't think Miller officially went down. But he didn't jump on him, right? Jim Miller recovered. You can't let a fucking vet like that recover. And Jim has power, and he's got really sneaky kicks. He kicked up Dustin Poirier really good in that fight. That was a close fight, and that wasn't that long ago. You know, Jim Miller is um, a crafty vet, and when Moda had him hurt and he didn't go for the kill, 
I was a little surprised by that. I thought maybe that right there was like, oh, you got it, you know, because he's a wild guy. He throws wild punches. He's got big power. He was within himself, which obviously that's what train, you know, they're, they're training to do that. But in that instance, you got to jump on Miller. But Miller recovered and came out that second round and, and started picking him apart and saw that that right hook was open. Counter right hook, put him down bad and, and finished on the ground. Uh, wish it was a submission because I'd be even happier than I am now. But super, super impressed with Jim Miller, 38 years old, looking to fight at UFC 300. He's going to get there. He's calling out the winner of Lozon and Cerrone, which I like. If Lozon wins, listen, you beat Joe Lozon twice. Both times fight a night. Don't know if we need to see that a third time, but you lost to Cerrone. I know you want that one back. That'd be a fun fight. I'm all here for that. Um, and I like Jim Miller. I'm a, Jim Miller's got a fan of me. Seems like the guy's just a, a true good dude that just likes to fight and he's gonna and i hope he makes ufc 300 which i think he does and uh all respect to jim miller thanks for the fucking cheese jim miller thanks for the fucking cheese joaquin buckley versus abdul razak ahasan a lot of people are split on this fight a lot of people thought ahasan won i thought buckley won i thought buckley was the aggressor here they both slowed down that third round ahasan looked huge for 170 his back was giant um, I said on the Anakin Florian, I thought Ahasan was a little undersized. He looked fucking massive. 485, maybe why he gassed here. But, you know, Ahasan has shown the blueprint of how to beat him. You take him down. Buckley, I called this fight just, just how I seize it, right? Buckley was going to mix up takedowns and, and take him down and use some of his strikings, expose some of his athleticism. This is MMA, and Buckley did it. What I'm impressed with is Buckley took some big shots. Buckley's a little bit of a chinny guy. He took some big shots from Mahassan and, and kept coming, didn't get stumbled at all, threw some shots back. This was a close fight. I'm not going to say it wasn't. I had Buckley. A lot of people thought Mahassan won. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. I had no money in the game, uh, even though I should have. I had no money on either guy, um, and I'm just going to give my own spin. I think Buckley won. Buckley gets a three. Mahassan gets a two. I just thought Buckley had hustled him. You know, I thought it was an okay fight. A lot of people didn't love it. I thought it was an okay fight. I thought it was competitive. I thought guys were both evenly matched. They both were very similar. Big, big power. The only thing is Buckley just has an edge on the, the grappling and and a little bit on the athleticism. But, uh, yeah, Ahasan's still a fucking powerhouse. I want to see him fight another striker at 85. I think that would be really fun. And uh, Buckley just keeps racking the wins. The only thing about Buckley, though, is, you know, I get it. This is a sport where it's also entertainment-based. you got to have fans. You know, look what Colby Covington did. Look what Chael Sonnen did. They kind of turned it to pro wrestling type shit. They had a stick, uh, shtick, excuse me, and that, and then they they became much more popular than they were, right? Chael also, because of steroids, you know, he started winning fights. That was also a big one. But Buckley brought that Dale Brown guy, the the dust guy, the, 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 the internet cessation of how to disarm people whenever he had him in his corner, it's just like the Steven Seagal shit in Anderson Silva's corner. I don't love it. It's gimmicky. I don't, I get it, right? You're getting people talking about your fight. He said, this is the most, my fight got covered or whatever. Joaquin Buckley said that. I get it. You want it. You want to, I, I, I get it, right? Me personally, I don't like it, right? I, it's just not me. I don't want to shed light on Dale Brown and, and how he thinks he's like this real deal and people are paying him, apparently. People are paying him to train him, and they're going to get killed because the guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'll tell you right now, you know, you want, I am the most out of shape I've ever been in my life, okay? I'm 270 pounds. Been in two, I've been in the 260s since 2015, right? 2016. I haven't touched the 70s. I'm in the 70s now, so your boy is very out of shape, Okay. 
I could walk in the Dale Browns Academy in Detroit, Michigan, and beat him within five seconds. Fist to fight, just fighting, right? No guns, no nothing. Just, hey, Dale, let's fight. Okay, let's fight. I don't know how big he is. I don't think he doesn't look that big. Don't know how big he is. He's an old man. I'd stomp him out. And then whoever his best student is, I'd stomp him out too. And again, I have an ego. This isn't an ego-driven thing. This is me stating facts. So I hate when people shed light on these people that are kind of jokes. But that's just my opinion. But I get why Buckley's doing this. This is a business. You got to get people talking about your fight. All right, next up. David Onama versus Gabriel Benitez. Onama gets a four-star. Four-star performance. He almost got a five, but... uh, he looked he looked a little rushed in there. You know, he definitely didn't look as... Because the Mason Jones fight, he had nothing to lose. This fight, I think there was a little bit of pressure because he looked so good in the Jones fight. I could tell in the beginning the pressure got to him. He got clipped in the eye. His eye looked terrible after the fight. I don't know what was going on there. It was a thumb or whatever in the eye. His eye looked bad. But um, once he started putting together and he started touching it, Benitez, that was it. Benitez could not handle his power. He's a real deal dude at 145. Um, kid's got a bright future. Obviously, there's some question marks about him. How's his ground game? He's got some issues, some submissions on his record. He's working with James Krause, who's a great coach. He's going to coach him up, but you got an eye on this kid. This kid's got talent. This is my moral lock for a reason. A lot of people thought value was on Benitez. I thought value was on Anoma, and I thought value was on Anoma winning by knockout. Can't give him a five-star because this is how I thought it was going to happen. He didn't blow me away because he did look a little tentative and nervous in the beginning. But again, second fight, first real fight with a training camp and at his natural weight class. Um, yeah, give me uh, give me a nom up for the fucking win in the future. Love to see who they match up with next. I think they got to be careful because I think he could be somebody at 45 that people want to watch. Um, so I think the matchup is going to be very important who he fights next. Stephanie Edgar versus Jessica Rose Clark got this fight whiffed. Big old whiff. I thought Rose Clark was just good a wrestler. I severely underestimated Edgar. Sharps out there. Guys sharper than me picked Edgar at that plus money. is very, very good. I think Christian had Edgar. He said uh, pre-fight that he thought he was good. she was going to toss around Rose Clark. And I thought, nah, because Jessica Rose Clark proved to be a pretty good wrestler last time out. But he fucking Christian nailed it. Stephanie Edgar, judo, took her down, got on top, and then after that, it was pretty much over. Got that armbar. Had another choke, but then got that armbar and it was tight. And Rose Clark uh, tapped. Stephanie Edgar is someone to kind of watch out for here at 135. She's interesting. Um, you know, dangerous on the ground, long, rangy. Uh, and her striking's okay. I mean, she definitely didn't really get to showcase it much this fight, but her striking has proven to be decent. So, I mean, I'm not calling for a title shot for Stephanie Edgar, but I'm just saying, like, Getting plus money on her. Was she plus 160 is what I had it down. She might have closed low, higher or lower than that. Sharp play. Sharp play by the Sharps out there. Next up, Chas, in a, what did aggregate, excuse me, star system. Three and a one. Rose Clark gets a one. Baby girl, if you're going to wrestle, if you're going to come out looking like Harley Quinn and you're going to wrestle, you know, you got you to be worried about the arm bars. You got to be worried about submissions. Come on. But, uh, yeah. My my buddies and I were texting about Jessica Rose Clark. Guys who one buddy watches almost every fight and the other one does not. And we both agree that Jessica Rose Clark is a very beautiful girl. She's hot, you know, whatever, whatever meathead, pig-headed thing you want to say. And, of course, our one buddy who's the most contrarian person in the world is like, she's all right. Like, who the what? What would you do, you fucking loser? You could never get her in her life. You know what I mean? If you jerked off to a girl like her, you'd have to stop because she's too hot for you. Fuck you talking about? Chas Kelly versus Mark Striegel. Another unsharp play by me. Whiff. Chas Kelly's retirement fight, even though was it really? He had a really good performance, and he came out there and was like, eh, I'm going to stay on the roster, and 
If something intrigues me, guys, one foot in, one foot out. I know he's got a ton of injuries, and that's one of the reasons why he's retiring. He's 19-3. He's got a good record. Uh, Mark Striegel, again, a little undersized, jacked up, had a little too much muscle on. Uh, I thought he had an okay first round. I thought Skelly and him grappled a lot. Skelly's got that weird Ben Askren body. They nailed it on the broadcast. And he's strong. He's strong in those positions. And Striegel is a, is, is a little too big, muscled up at 145. Fucking blew his arms out, blew his body out that first round. Looked very tired coming in the second round. And Chaz wasn't stopping, landing a nice uppercut. And that we're landing, I think, a left or right before that nice uppercut. And then a knee up the middle. Or, excuse me, I think it was a punch, then a knee up the middle. No uppercut. Finished on the ground. Chaz hit Keith Peterson. He fucked Keith dove in, took a shot in the temple. Took it like a fucking champ. And, uh, yeah, Skelly was a little wishy-washy on his performance. He's selling roofs or whatever. And, you know, I think he's an interesting guy at 45. It sucks that his body's not holding up. And if he feels like he can't do this full-time or whatever, I can see it. And he goes, if something super interesting pops up, don't really know if he's in the position to really get something super interesting. 145 kind of stacked. We'll see how it plays. But I wouldn't mind seeing him fight again. I hope he stays on the UFC roster. I don't want to see him fighting bare knuckle. You know, uh, you know, in a couple years because you know he needs to make a paycheck. I don't want to see that. But Skelly gets a uh, three, and Mark Sugar gets a one. He's lucky he got a one. Must have been must have been in a good mood during that fight. Gloria de Paula versus Donna Belbita. Good fight, good competitive fight. Both back and forth, banging it out. I Belbita, another swing and a miss by me. Uh, very close fight. Belbita, I think, was a slight, yeah, slight favorite. Uh, Gloria DePaula, slight underdog. DePaula, not the best record in the UFC, has been exposed in the UFC, but she came out fucking ready to win, man. She was aggressive, cardio on point, mixing up to the body and the head really well. Daniel Bobita had no answer. I think she went on Twitter and said she thought she won the fight. Um, I do not. I think Gloria DePaula won it. I just picked Belbita. I did not have any cash on this fight, so thank God. Uh, Chanel and Hangler, can't pronounce this fucking guy's name, but Jesse Strader, awesome fight. Chad, um, was uh was in like a little untracked parlay I had an amp bursting in flames because of Rose Clark. But um I thought he was gonna win this fight. I thought he, you know, Jesse Strader was a lot of underdog picks. Chad didn't look so good in his in his uh early on career. Rebounded well. So uh, as a as a, a real pro and looked good in the contender series, fought a tough guy and Strader just to me seems like a dollar store Paul Felder. Doesn't have the highest fight IQ, doesn't have the chin, got caught in that third round, got knocked out. I, I kind of saw that happening the entire fight. Strader was getting hit with a lot of shots, kind of getting hurt a little bit, waving him on. But when he got waved on, he didn't really want to counter. You know, he seemed like the bigger guy in there as well. He was he was grappling and Hangler uh, pretty well. Competitive fight, but, you know, Strader ran into that fucking shot. And when you don't have a chin like that, you can't be running the shots, man. You know, and Hangler... Can I pronounce his name right? He gets a where where yeah where you at on my paper here, bub? You get three. Jesse gets a two. Just because it was uh, it was it, it was a good fight. All right, uh, Jonathan Pierce was Christian Rodriguez. Christian Rodriguez looked great. Jonathan Pierce looked so so. Pierce gets a two. Christian gets a two. Pierce looked so much bigger than Christian Rodriguez. Christian Rodriguez needs to be fighting at one thirty five. Pierce is a huge 145-er, looked tired, looked gassed in there, didn't look as dominant as he has in the past. Very close fight, almost got submitted a few times. I'm more high in the loser in this fight, and Rodriguez at 135 than I am Jonathan Pierce. Jonathan Pierce will be a tough 
uh, tough guy to, to, to fight at 145 because he's just going to grapple you the entire time. That's very, very annoying. And he seems to be in good shape. He's with a good camp. It's just he needs to really lock down that cardio and, and maybe tighten that submission defense as well. He also got buzzed a few times. Rodriguez let the hands go and buzz him a few times as well. Mario Batista versus Jay Perrin. Mario Batista won. Uh, I had Mario Batista in this fight. Did not have a cash or a bet. Batista gets a three. Perrin gets a two. Decent debut by Perrin. Stepping up on short notice. Mario Batista has a lot of talent. Has burned me in the past, but I'm glad he won. That's it. That's the recap there. Again, pretty decent little uh, decent little fight night, uh, especially especially for my wallet. hey But, uh, yep. Oh, God, I fucking love it. I love fighting. I love it. Let me see if uh, Hawani uploaded his shit yet, man. Do you love the Bryce Mitchell stuff yet here, Hawani? No, has not. So I have no idea what's going on, Bryce Mitchell. I'm probably missing something as I'm recording this. Before we go, I want to talk about a few fights for this weekend's card. Kind of lean. Not a lot of big names, but I do think there's some good fights. Terrence McKinney versus Fares. Farazim, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. That's a fight that got rebooked. Very interesting in this. They both have pretty much the same record, 11-3, 12-3. Terrence McKinney has never won a fight outside the first round. Does have a good wrestling base, but he is like just a, a, a fucking explosion of power. Farazim, former kickboxers, coming to the UFC, 2-1 UFC. I thought he looked a little bit average so far. Um, and this is uh, Terrence McKinney is a currently an underdog. That's a fight I have highlighted. Justine Nunez versus Romana Pasqua. Justine Nunez looked fantastic in her UFC debut. Looked like a fucking killer. But Ramona has a decent little record. Got to do some tape study on her, which I'll do tonight. Anasio Bohomandez. I talked about him on the Anik and Florian versus Rong. Very interesting fight. Gregory Rodriguez versus Armand Petrosian. Love that fight. Robocop Rodriguez is a guy who... Uh, you know, has looked good and then has looked bad. He's got some chin issues, but he's good on the ground. I don't know what to think of this guy. He's fighting a guy who has no ground game, uh, but has some crazy knockout power and, and a little undersized for uh, 185, I think is what they're fighting at, right? Well, he's 6'2", light heavyweight, excuse me. So he's not undersized. I thought it said lightweight. Uh, he fought in the contender series. I don't remember it too much. He, not, he won by knockout. Have to do some tape study on him, but I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Rodriguez. He's interesting to me. He beat my guy Josh Fram, so uh, interesting. Armand Tesarian, I'm mispronouncing his name. Marbles versus Joe Alvarez. I can't. I mean, that should be the co-main event. That fight is awesome. Priscilla Cachuela versus Virginia Kim could do without that fight. Misha Shurkinov versus Wellington Terman can do without that fight. And Islam versus Bobby Green. Great main event. Bobby King Green stepping up. I believe he was on Anakin Florian as well. I saw, or excuse me, I'm not Anakin Florian, Air Hawani. He said a quote today. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to punch Islam in his fucking face. I love that. Uh, I love that fight. But I did break down Islam, Bobby, Misha, Wellington, Armand, Joel, and Anasio Bahamandez and Zurong on the Anakin Florian podcast. Looking to go four for four. Uh, so go listen to that. Obviously, I'll break it down again on the podcast. And maybe it takes pick them later this week. That'll be up on all platforms. All right. Is that it? Is that the show? 40 minutes. Got in, got out. Wife's making tacos. I got I to gotta go eat tacos. All right. Oh, by the way, one last thing. I want to end the show on this. Should have started the show with this. This is my bad. So I'm begging you guys. I'm begging everyone listen to rate and review because rate and reviews on like Apple and Spotify, which does rate and reviews now, they do. They really help well when you're trying to sell uh, ads and whatnot. Now, listen, me selling ads 
I, I, you know, I'm very nervous about it. I used to reach out all the time. I've, I've kind of drawn back right now. Obviously, making some coin for the, doing this would be fun. I also don't want to flood the podcast with ads. I think that would be annoying. And I want it to be the right company. I'm Trust me, I'm not a guy that's just looking to get a fucking paycheck by, you know, dude wipes or whatever it is. Um, but rate and review really helps podcasts for whatever reason it does. You can show them, hey, listen, this is direct feedback from the fans. So I've been begging guys to do it. So I'm up to 35 reviews. I was at 31 and 32 not too long ago. The latest review I got was from Menace Manus. Happy to say I've been listening. Five stars. Dope show. Happy to say I've been listening for a good two, three years, way before the Anakin Florian appearances. Shout out. Thank you. Show became way better. Show became way better after you got rid of the fishing guy throwing shots at Dev, who just flip-flopped during his analysis. Brian Timbo and Christian are the right combo. So, again, you don't have to write all positive things. If you like the show, please do. But that is what I need. Five stars, rate and review, comment, let people know that I'm trying to fucking, you know, bring the show to a bigger audience and get it promoted and do all these things. Let the fucking people know that make these decisions. We like this guy. We like this show. Or fuck this guy. I want to hear from everyone. But hopefully you don't, you know, hate me. You guys hate me? Nah, I'm just kidding. All right. Emma Takes Podcast everywhere. Let, uh, yo. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, pal, we don't want to. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.